Shalom, everybody. We're continuing with Rav Nosen's amazing discourse, Likut Alachot, section or Achaim. The laws are falling on one's face. They feel at the time, discourse number four. We're now beginning paragraph four. And since <coughs> Rav Nosen already opened up to us the concept of the joy found in the essence of Shabbat and Yom Tov and all the other days when we don't say Tachanun, which is why we don't say Tachanun, amazingly, amazingly and in good timing, for now, because we're about to approach Purim, Rav Nosen now goes into extensively the conduct and mitzvot related to Purim as they relate to the idea of Simcha. So this is how Rav Nosen starts off. Purim. This now, this concept of joy, bringing it out from the, extracting it from the klipot, elevating it, and then thus being a means uh a trampoline to be the catapult to receive the infinite light. Okay? This is the idea of Purim. She'ikar mitzvat Purim hu lismoach bechol et. Look what Rav says. The essence of the mitzvah of Purim, the festival of Purim, is in order, is that, and in order that a person should always be happy. The goal of the mitzvah of Purim is to draw upon joy to a person the whole year. His whole life, always. That's the, that's the essence of the Simcha of Purim, is that it's not just for one day and then you go back to a life of Tisha B'Av. No, it's that you're able to draw that Simcha always. Right? L'smoch b'chol et. L'smoch b'chol et. Simcha. even goes further. To make yourself self happy with, any, with many forms of joy. We went into this many times already. If it requires acting silly, telling jokes if it requires singing and clapping and dancing, if it requires giving thanks to Hashem and, and finding good, okay? And as many other advices how to be happy, okay? That a person should always work to make himself happy, not to stay in depressed mode, okay? Kamoshe Katuv, okay? Rav Nosen says, how do we know this, that this is the goal of Purim? It's a verse in Esther, chapter 9, Kaf Bet. Rav Nosen's quoting from the verse, to make them days of festivity, mishte, and joy. Right, the full verse reads, as you should know what, how, how it's inside. It's a long verse, right? Right? Right, as the days on which the Jews gained relief from their enemies and the month which had been transformed for them from one of sorrow to gladness and from mourning to festivity, they were to observe them as days of feasting and gladness and for sending out the delicacies, etc. to one another. So they were to observe them. Rav Nosen points out, these are days of Simcha. But he pointed out at the beginning, it's to, to, to bring this Simcha for always. Becholet. But the day of Purim itself, to make them, the mitzvah, when it says, the, the Pasuk says, to make them, this is like a commandment, that Esther got the Holy Assembly, the Sanhedrin, to institute that the Jews have now a mitzvah, if it's Medivri Sofri, Medivri Kabbalah, whatever, that's a whole halachic Gemara Pilpu, what, what is the source of the mitzvah here, but it is a mitzvah to make them days of festivity and joy, it's a mitzvah to be happy and festival, have festivity on on. On Purim, Rav Nosen's point again is this, this is going to draw it to the rest of the year. He goes on, Rav Nosen, 
לשמוח בכל מיני שמחות בפורים. And as is the custom of all Jewish communities, Jewish people all over the world, to be happy of all types of means to be happy on Purim. Right? People dress up as clowns and make you laugh. There's joking. There's Purim spiels. There's all these type of funny songs and comedy things and gremin and Yiddish. Many things to be happy because it's a mitzvah to be happy. There's no mitzvah just to be sad and quiet to look a regular day on Purim. I, I unfortunately have seen that. Many people that Purim for them, they did the mitzvah of the day. They did Mishloach Manot, Matan Davionim. You know, they, they heard the Megillah, and now they have the Suda, and they're just like, you know, status quo. He's saying, Rav Nosson, you have to work on the Simcha. The climax of the mitzvah of Purim is to be happy, and it should resonate, and it should shine for me. Not just, oh yeah, I'm happy, and we don't see it on the person's face. On Purim, you have to expose it. You have to expose it with smiles and be happy. Not to be like every day, okay, I can't wait for tomorrow already, another day, and let's just go through this, let's get through this mitzvah already of Purim. No. You have to work on the simcha. That's the goal here. That's the goal of the, of the mitzvah of Purim, Bezat Hashem. Okay, and Rav Nosson says, as is the custom of all Israel, all Jewish people, to make jokes and be happy and shtick and dress funny and everything, if it's creating laughter and smiling and happiness, it's, that's it. That's the mitzvah. Shezeu, Rav Nosson says, Shezeu ikar mitzvah Purim. This is the essence of the mitzvah of Purim, to yes, be happy, and to let it out, to feel that happiness. Rav Nosson now begins now elaborating. Because the main subduing of the evil side, which is what we've been talking about until now, subduing the evil side and elevating the joy and the happiness by doing the mitzvot of joy. So the essence of subduing the evil side, and who is the epitome of the evil side? The filth of the primordial snake, the first snake who enticed Adam and Chava, Adam and Eve. It's called the filth of the snake. That is associated with the evil side, like the Zohar says. The main time that this evil side, this primordial snake, which the filth of the snake which exists until today, unfortunately, is on Purim. Purim is the day to subdue the evil side and the, 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 the filth of this snake which is until today. Unbelievable. Because it's then on Purim that we subdue, as we see in the Purim story, in the Purim miracle, we subdue the evil force of Haman and his ancestor Amalek. So they're called together as a tag team, Haman Amalek, who is the essence of the filth of the primordial snake, that's the whole thing of Haman Amalek and his evilness in bringing down people to such sadness and depression and darkness, that's the filth of the snake. He's going to go on to explain how this is, Rav Nosen, which is drawn from the sin of the tree of knowledge. In other words, the sin of the tree of knowledge is the root for sadness. Okay, explains. Shemisham achizat Haman Arasha. Haman, who represents Amalek, his whole stronghold, Haman, the wicked Haman, his stronghold came from the tree of knowledge, of good and evil. How do we know that? Yimach Shemo, first of all, may his memory be blotted out, Haman Amalek. Kmo like the sages in the Gemara teach, Masechet Chulin, page 139b. The Gemara there is talking about where do we see a hint of this person from the Torah and that person? So where is Moshe Rabbeinu hinted to in the Torah and what he did? So the Gemara says, Haman mina Torah minayin. Okay, here it is, on, looking in the Gemara here. 
Haman mina Torah minayin. Where were you? Haman from the Torah. Where, where do we learn Haman from the Torah? So Rashi explains, what is Haman? The action of Haman. In other words, the action of Haman, the Maaseh Haman and what came to him. Where is it hinted to? Haman and his downfall in the Torah. So in the verse from Parshat Bereshit, in the book of Genesis, okay, chapter 3, verse 11, when Adam and Eve ate from the tree of knowledge, Hashem said, and they were hiding because they, they felt where they were naked, and Hashem says, where are you? And, and, and the man said, I'm, I'm here. And Hashem said, why are you hiding? I'm hiding because I'm naked. So Hashem said to Adam, Who told you that you're naked? Could it be from the tree that I ordered you not to eat from? Did you eat from it? So the Gemara is reading it as Haman, Haman and his evil deed. What came out of Haman? They hung him on a tree. Haman, Haetz. Hamina Etz, as as if Haman, who's Haman, he's hinted to the Torah, the evil Haman, and what did he end up with? Being hung on a tree, Haetz. Rav Nosin, as well as the Zohar and the Kabbalah, point out here that the Gemara is learning out Haman from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, because that's what the Torah, the, the Pasuk is talking about. Could it be that from the tree of knowledge of good and evil that, that I told you not to eat from on that Friday that you were created, did you eat from it? So that it's that the learning out Haman from the tree of knowledge of good and evil shows that the teacher of Nosson is also pointing this out here, that this is where Haman is rooted in, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. What does that tell me? What does that do for me? So watch. So, like our sages teach in the Gemara, Haman mina Torah minayin. Where do we learn Haman the Torah? Like we just saw, Shneimar Hamina Etz v'chule. Can be from the tree, etc. So Nimtza Vnosan says, you learn out from this. What's pointed out from here? The following: Shehaman Harasha Yimachshemo. He maybe it's a it's a typo. It should be who? Shaman Harasha Yimachshemo. Who bechinat pigam etzadat tovara? Shariyedeze nimshach zomat anachash. That Haman Arasha, may his memory be blotted out, and he represents also Amalek, okay, and which represents the evil side. He's the head of the evil side. He is the essence of the blemish of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, because that's what happened. When Hashem was asking, could it be from the tree I told you not to eat from, did you eat? So there was a blemishing of the tree of knowledge of good and evil that it was eaten from, okay? So he's saying here that that's called the blemish of the tree of knowledge of good and evil from the blemish. Which means that the good in the tree of knowledge cannot outweigh the bad. The bad has the upper hand. That was the case of Adam and Chava. When they ate from the tree of knowledge, they weren't yet ready to eat it in a format that the good would, would not be wiped out and unbalanced. Rather, you know, if they were to have be ready until Shabbat, the Zohar says that if Adam and Chava would have waited until Shabbat, then they would have given, been, been permitted to eat from the tree of knowledge. They just had to wait those few hours until Shabbat started. They couldn't wait. That was the test. And in the end, what happened? Boom! They ate from the tree of knowledge. That, that brings the whole damage that we have till today due to that eating of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That the good is outweighed by the bad. So that's the blemish of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. From this is drawn what's called the filth of the snake. Why is it called the filth of the snake? Because the snake is the one who incited Chava to eat from the tree of knowledge because of the damage caused. He knew there would be damage caused. 
So he's blamed for it. The damage of the tree of knowledge of good and evil is given the credit to the snake. It's called the filth of the snake, where the good is outweighed by the bad of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. On a practical term, this is that people cannot overcome the test. It's a challenge, and majority of people fall in these challenges. Even though Hashem gives free will, still, because of the admixture of good and evil in life, in every single area of life, there's challenges, which in other words, in the terminology of the Torah, is an admixture of good and evil, making the challenges for many people seemingly impossible. Okay? This is due to the Zuamat Nachash. This is due to the Nachash, the snake, and we call it the filth of the snake. Okay? And eating it, eating this consumption of this admixture of good and evil in the format that the bad has an upper hand over the good, so that means the filth of the snake has become internalized throughout mankind. Chava ate from it, Adam ate from it, it's in their makeup and in their offspring, okay, until Mashiach comes. So this is the, the filth that's there. It's called the Zumat HaNachash. So Rav Nosson's connecting since the sages teach out Haman from this blemished tree of knowledge and good, good and evil. So we equate Haman Arasha with the filth of the snake. Okay? Ve'ikar zomat Haman, zomat Anachash. You see already, Rav Nosson's going into it. And the essence of the filth of Haman, which is the filth of the snake, he bechinat atzvut umara shchora Unbelievable. The essence of this filth is sadness and depression that overcome always, unfortunately. They're always trying to overcome the Jewish people and they don't, the sadness and depression do not let the Jewish people be happy. And this sadness and depression, where does it come from? We give the blame to Zomat Anachash, Zomat Haman, the filth of Haman, the filth of the snake, inside, that's what's causing us this unfairness. In other words, the challenges and the lack of success and the feeling of sadness and depression as a result, okay, this is the blemish. This is the main, main, if you want to say, the practical... Uh, expression of the blemish of Haman and the Nachash until today. Okay? Rav Nosson goes back. So this, we connected the snake and Haman, and now the evil side also. Because like he said already from Lesson 24 in the beginning of this discourse also, the essence of the evil side is sadness, as mentioned above earlier in the previous paragraphs in this discourse which is drawn to mankind till today as a challenge due to and from the blemish of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. As we see in afterwards the punishment for eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, Hashem tells Adam and Chava in, ver- in chapter 3, verse 17, also Parshat Bereshit, it says there, and to Adam, Hashem said, because you listened to the voice of your wife, you ate from the tree, in which I ordered you, saying, don't eat from it. So, the land will be cursed for you because of you. You will eat the produce of this earth from this world in sadness. And there was any 
derivative from this world will have an admixture of sadness with it. The Torah says that Be'itzavon tochalena. You'll eat with sadness. Kol all the days of your life, that is due to the blemish of the tree of knowledge. So, Rav Nosson saying, sadness and depression is a result of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and that's the essence of the sitra achra, the evil sign, which is sadness. That's why we have to do the mitzvah with joy to release release the mitzvah, the malchut, the holiness which is trapped in the sadness, in the domain of sadness, we have to bring it out that's the idea of doing mitzvah b'simcha and being happy here he says, Rav Nosen, to be happy always, because when you're happy always you have the weapons to do the mitzvah and joy, because you're anyways in a happy mode, and a happy mood okay which was decreed then, like we just read Bechinat, and then also this is connected to a later verse, chapter 6 verse 7 Chapter 6, verse 7. Okay, it's already right before at the end of Parshat Bereshit, before Parshat Noach. Right? This is the verse Rabbi Nachman brings in lesson 24. It says there, so chapter 6, verse 7. It says, Vayomer Hashem emche et adam asher barati me'al pni adama me'adam ad behema ad remes ad ov shamayim ki nicham tiki asitim. One second. So it's verse 6. It's a mistake here. It's a typo. It's verse 6 here. Chapter Chapter 6, Verse 6. Hashem regretted, that's one interpretation that the Zohar uses, that he, ma- that he or took consolation, that's what the Zohar explains, that he made man on the earth. And Hashem was saddened in his heart. He brought sadness. Mankind brought with his actions, now at the time of the generation of the flood, brought sadness to the heart of man. That's how it's interpreted. And Hashem was pained into his very core. That's how Rabbi Kaplan translates it. But Rabbi Nosson's pointing out that the blemish of the generation of the flood was the result of the eating of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. This led to that. And that's Vaitatsev Elibo, that the sadness even, the mankind was hit with Savon Tochalena, used to eat from the earth with sadness. And then this sadness hit back the Shechina, Hashem himself, his heart. Vaitatsev Elibo. Which was said by the generation of the flood. So the sadness hit back, causing Hashem to have feel this sadness, which led to the decree to wipe out the generation of the flood. All this is done, is, is drawn because of the blemish of the eating of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, as is known. This is known, he's saying, that the, the generation of the flood, their blemish was drawn from the tree of knowledge, the, the blemish of eating of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. What comes out of this, as Renosan is beginning to point out, this is why Simcha is so necessary on Purim. It's the essence, and that's the whole goal of Purim. That was the whole miracle of subduing Haman, is to bring forth the Simcha, which rightfully shines on this day, Purim, more than any other day of the year. And it's meant to draw to be, what's it called, extended to the rest of the year, Bezrat Hashem.